increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important, the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases, totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey everybody, Bill Faith here. Welcome back to SDRonomics. This is episode number two. Kenny, what's up, my friend? Hey, how you doing? I'm fantastic. We made it through the first episode. We're on to episode number two. Kenny, why are we no longer investing into popular vacation rental markets? And I think we've got some specific ones to talk about today. Yeah, and I mean, guys, people who are in those markets, especially realtors, are, are not going to like it. <laughs> That's, I usually get a lot of, I'm going to get some angry. I've already gotten like some of those calls. And I know, right? I, I get them all the time. And, and it, for me, I, you know, I'm a data guy. I focus on data. And so data is data and the facts are facts. And it's like, look, the numbers don't make sense. It's because of the prices. Um, the prices have gone through the roof. Everybody's going there. Everybody's chasing those returns that people were getting from 2019, you know, when they purchased back then. And they're just, the numbers don't make sense. So every property, Kenny, that I owned in my portfolio prior to 2019, I sold every property. I don't have one property that I've owned back then. So it's like, wow. Not one. Because I'm sure it's appreciated through the roof. And so you get all that equity. (laughs) I mean, you remember what I did in 2000, you know, early 2021 and through 2020. I mean, I flipped. Let me rephrase that. I bought, re and sold, you know, seven properties. And some of them, I mean, there was a time where the Panhandle, Gulf Shores, Destin, even Pensacola, Fort Morgan, 30A, literally probably more so in like the heart of Gulf Shores and the heart of Destin and kind of that West 30A side that you were seeing three to 5% appreciation a week. A wow. Week. wow. That's, that's what's kind of insane. And that was like early 2020 when that started to kick in. Yep. And I mean, I remember, you know, making $75,000, $100,000 owning properties less than 30 days. It's insane. Just, I mean, I've never been a flipper in my life. So I, I get what you're saying about the property values. I think a lot of people have taken profits like I did and then, you know, rolled those into, you know, getting more or bigger properties. I'll just use the market that everybody knows me for, even though I'm in multiple other markets is like Gulf Shores, right? I mean, I honestly don't believe Gulf Shores is investable at all right now over a $700,000 price point. Well, what's interesting is I've seen Gulf Shores appreciation through SDR Insights over the last almost a year. When I first started with SDR Insights and Gulf Shores was one of the first like prototype markets I was tracking the average vacation rental price because that's what we do is we track vacation rental prices was around like 550 for a vacation rental so that takes into account condos and townhouses and residential homes that are vacation rentals on the beach it is now i think i need to check it but it's it's 950 in like less than a year 
So here's what's totally insane. 14,000, I believe, STRs registered in like that Gulf Shores orange yep. area of the market, right? But you're talking literally like 70% are even condos. Condos, right? So that means yeah. that the single family homes have probably doubled in price. I mean, I built a I, I built a brand new beach house down there and closed and you know got it done in Thanksgiving. And literally, we were talking as recent as May. My agent Debla down there was begging me to sell my property. She said, "Just let me pocket listed at two million. I'm all in furnishings, bikes, you know, barbecue, everything for nine seventy six. And most people probably would have sold, but that's a whole nother thing to look at. Well, then I can't rebuy down there. Yeah, it's going to be impossible. And I've got a house that's at least this year is going to do close to three forty, maybe right. fifty at a sub million dollar investment. Probably not going to happen in twenty twenty three. But thank God I got a lot on the books early, you know, for 2022, right? So I'm not, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, when I started Build Short-Term Rental Wealth, it was all about Gulf Shores. And I was probably a culprit as my brand built, driving people down there because I was making so much money, right? And that's kind of what sucks about, you know, us as influencers, if you want. I don't really like that term because I don't think of myself like a Kardashian. Uh, <laughs> you drive people to that market. And that's the thing that just because I invest someplace or Kenny invest someplace doesn't mean it's right for you. And, and usually by the time that I mention something or you think about the influencers in our industry, um, you know, the coaches, the people that are investing, by the time we tell you where it is, where we're investing, we've already made our investments and other people that are probably closer to us than you listening on a podcast. Like Kenny and I, Kenny's in my mastermind. We shared that with our mastermind well before we would make that publicly, right? You look at all the beta testing that the mastermind got to do for like seven, eight, nine months, you know, on SDR insights. Did it benefit Kenny from getting feedback? Yes, but the access to that. So that's one thing I just, a lot of people here, I can't remember. Name. I mean, look at Richard Furtick, right? If, he, if he's investing in the OBX years ago, then people follow him to the OBX. You look at Brian Tracy. He invests someplace, people follow Brian Tracy. You look at when I go into Gulf Shores, people follow me to Gulf Shores. When I go into Smith Lake, I couldn't believe people followed me to my lake. <laughs> it's it's so it's so true. I, I I've seen it too with uh you know just our uh, mastermind or you know the conference um with STR Insights and you know uh so give you guys a little background here in STR Insights we track all the markets that people are clicking on so we can see what are the popular markets that people are searching. And uh, so after, so Bill Faith uh, hosted the uh, the short term conference. Yep, conference in Nashville. You know, thousand people there, and you know he talks all about Banner Elk. Now CR Insights is live, and people you know purchased, and we're tracking that, and we can see Banner Elk all of a sudden jumps up. How many people are viewing Banner Elk? You know, it was like ten a day, and now it's you know thirty forty a day. I'll, I'll just like right after that conference, you know, and then it like kind of dies back down. But now it's like up higher than it was before the conference. And it's not because the market's any better. It's actually worse <laughs> in terms of like numbers and things. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, but that, you know, I talked about this on the last podcast episode, but that goes back to, you know, chasing a market and chasing where, you know, these uh, quote unquote influencers or the bill face of the world are going. And um, we really need to take the time to, do our own research and look at the data and and find those those hidden gems and those hidden markets. I wouldn't say they're hidden anymore, but 
um, those opportune markets. They're still hidden markets. There's no question. Um, it's just not in the places that most people, you know, are looking. Right. And I'm just, let's just do quick answer, right? I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a word and I want you to just say yes or no. Is it investable? You answer yes or no. Broken bow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, but it depends. And, and let's, let's right. parameters there. 30% cash on cash on no. average. Would Kenny Bedwell invest in these markets? No. No. Severe bill. Heck no. Heck no. Blue Ridge. Definitely no. <laughs> is that a double heck no? Yeah, that is a double heck no. I hate using the word Orlando, but I'm going to break it down to like Kissimmee. In turn, uh, pause. Let me pause on that one. I, sorry, <laughs> I know like there is a way to get 30% cash on cash in that market, but it is a unique strategy. Um, I think there's a big difference property. between like Kitsimi and buying condos versus going to like Davenport and the bigger homes and, you know, the golf course communities of Champions Gate and that type of stuff. And like what Michael Shogrin did, he put in a quarter of a, he bought like a nine day bedroom or nine bedroom, turned it into 10, 11, yes. and put in a quarter of a million dollars in theming. That's like something that you don't, you don't probably 1% of the homes have done down there. Exactly. So, so it stands out, right? Right. So if you're doing that, I mean, that is a strategy down there. And I've seen it working where you can get 30% plus cash on cash returns if you go through the effort of doing that. That's why I kind of hesitate on that one because I'm like, well, I know what they're doing and I know what works. But if I'm just looking for a normal three bedroom, four bedroom property down there, you're not going to get those returns. Don't care if you're five minutes to Disney, you can't compete yep. in the standard three, four or five bedroom. E exactly. Exactly. So but, I mean, the answer is no, but at the same time, like there's always a, when there's a, there's still right? opportunity in places, yes. right? So here's one, here's what a lot of people don't talk about in this next market. I know what your answer is going to be, but that's not. No. And, and when I say Dustin, that's like Fort Walton beach, almost yeah. all the way to Panama city, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way, but you still, you could. If you go extremely different, the problem with Destin, and this is why I went to Gulf Shores years ago, is I could separate based on how good of a host I was. I could out amenity people. I could out communicate. Right. I, you know, I went to a place in Fort Morgan, Alabama to start this where there was no golf carts, no panel boards, you know, no fire pits, no coffee bars, none of that shit. When you go invest in like 30A, Seaside, Seagrow, Rosemary Beach, even in Destin today, it's a dime a dozen. Everybody's doing that stuff, just like the the fifty thousand dollar game room in Gatlinburg. Yep, right. Yep. And that's why it's so hard to stand out, and it's so expensive. You have to invest so much cash. Not only just what you're doing to buy the property, but the after close, the what I call the post close investment, just to get up to the median level is going to cost you twenty five to thirty grand. Exactly. I. It's funny uh, you mentioned that we are, so we're looking at snowbirding because, so I'm up in Buffalo, New York and winter's here just brutal. And so we're, we're thinking about going down because obviously I work from home and we're going to go down to uh, probably Destin and uh, just stay down there during the months of January, February and <laughs> to escape. And I mean, I'm talking to a couple of people and I mean, like the deciding factor is like, oh, do you have a heated pool or not? <laughs> so, you know, every like, all of the houses are really nice. They're all on the beach or near the beach. They all have the, you know, you can get paddle boards, whatever you want. The Everything's redone. Like, it's beautiful homes. And, you know, we're finding the differentiating amenity there of preference for us would be, like, uh, not a hot tub because they all have hot tubs too, but a heated pool, you know? Well, so, <laughs> let's talk about the marketing behind that, Kenny, because I caught a lot of shit for this when I put in my first pool in Gulf Shores. 
And I literally, in all caps in my listing, in the description, when I get to the pool section and under the pool images, it says gas heat, no, 455,000 BTU gas heater that will get the pool to 90 degrees in January, right? That's my description. I spent an extra $1,200 on a gas heater, $2,000 to pull the gas line three blocks down to my house. Because even when you go to Destin, if you don't know this, Kenny, I'm educating you here, an electric heater, if it's 55 degrees, which is very common with the breeze and the wind is really what cools the pool down, you have to have a gas heater. Right. And believe me, Emil knows this because he's been fighting for his cottage at Gulf Shores that's, you know, has a homeowners association to get a gas heater. So that's one of the things about how you can differentiate yourself, even in a market that Kenny and I wouldn't invest into is buy a freaking gas heater versus an electric heater, but you got to showcase that, right? So yeah. I educate my guests at my listing, telling them if you're looking for a heated pool during the winter, ask what type of heater it is and compare it to mine. Great. Now I know that. <laughs> so, Seriously. Yeah. I, guess, like, I would tell you as a friend, I don't know why people, and I own, I've got millions of dollars invested in the pan. I don't know why people go there. Because I literally, you talk the... You know where Kim Dolianak is, right? So, I mean, down literally, Tampa is like that line. You go like 30 minutes south of Tampa, it's 80 degrees in January. Up in the, the Gulf, the Panhandle, it gets into the 40s. It gets into the 40s. You could be there for a month and only see a handful of days over 65 degrees. So, what's the attraction? Why are you going to Why am I personally going? Why aren't you going farther south? Well, we, uh, so my family is from, uh, Mobile, Alabama, hence the Alabama shirt. So we've got family up in the Panhandle near Gold Shores. Uh, it's kind of just like, then you probably shouldn't be in Destin. You should probably be at Dragonfly in West Beach. (laughs) That's true. But it does, like, (laughs) yeah, you're right. I, we like Destin a little bit more. Also, um, I'm not sure if the airport Gold Shores is going to be done yet by then, but, uh, um, you know, easier to get in and out in terms of like Panama city. And, and so, um, but I don't know, that's just kind of a personal preference and we thought we tried out, but who knows, maybe, maybe we'll check out a little bit further South and end up down there. So I, I, I can't disagree with you. We're going to take a quick break here, folks. Uh, this is our sponsor, Mr. Tyler Coon from Saudi Realty. He is the goat up in Western North Carolina. If you're looking to invest into an alternative market to Blue Ridge, Georgia, an alternative market, uh, to, Sevierville to Gatlinburg to Pigeon Forge, that's going to be probably 30, 40% less on the entry and the potential to generate higher cash on cash return. What he covers from Asheville all the way up to Boone, Beach Mountain, Banner Elk, Seven Devils, uh, you know, Black Mountain, no, Black Diamond, Diamond Mountain. What's the Black Mountain? Black Mountain. Black Mountain. Yeah. Blake Lower. Yeah. That whole area that SDR Insights and Kenny has been showing higher gross ROI right, on purchases, specifically if you're looking at something sub $700,000 in that area compared to what you're going to get in other areas, Tyler Kuhn is the GOAT. He is your man. He's honest. He's filled with integrity. And he is a STR-specific real estate agent. You can find him at Savvy. That's with two Vs, S-A-V-V-Y dot Realty. And the other thing I'll tell you about Tyler, I've used him for three deals. Um, I bought a house in Banner Elk, a house in Beach Mountain. People, you know, hire me to procure properties. I found another million dollar plus ski and ski out for a client out of California. Um, He has been absolutely in the top two real estate agents I've ever worked with as a real estate investor. So reach out to Tyler Kim. 
Um, I think Kenny would say have very similar sentiments about yeah. corners I have. Exactly. Yeah. Tyler's great. Um, you know, the the title of our podcast, if you want to show that again for everybody, Bill. Um, you know, what what are why we're no longer investing in these popular markets, you know, but what are some of the popular markets for us that we really like? Um, you know, especially with STR Insights. And that's really the markets that Tyler's in, the Western North Carolina. Um, you know, we talk if you if how many people have heard of Maggie Valley or uh, Bryson City. Um, you know, those are the other side of the Smoky Mountains, and they're doing very well, even in today's climate. The prices are incredible. And the reason why is because North Carolina, Western North Carolina in particular, the majority of people there are the that are moving out are residents. They're not vacation rental owners. And they're selling their homes as residents, but they can be vacation rentals. And so they're not priced appropriately compared to you know, a Blue Ridge or a Gatlinburg where it's a vacation rental and they're selling it as vacation rental and it's right. priced as a vacation rental. And so we're seeing a lot of good opportunities uh, in in the mountains of Western North Carolina where Tyler covers that are, um, you know, have have great returns. And it's b- because of that, just because of that. And so, you know, in a couple months or even a year, that might not be the case. Um, but uh, right now, I mean, you know, as of July, 2022, I mean, there's some excellent opportunities there. And that's where we're seeing, you know, with Bill and Kenny's hot picks, uh, we're seeing a good deal, one, two, even three deals a week in those mountains. So uh, it's well, definitely great. We're checking by that for a second, Kenny. I don't know that people, you know, I know you talked about a little bit, and we don't want to turn this into, you know, a sales pitch, but one of the things with Bill and Kenny's hot picks, the most important thing is there's no bias. So we yeah. only pick properties and deliver them to our members if they're doing 15% gross ROI or higher. Right. And most of those properties in West, Western North Carolina over the last few months have been in that 17, 18 range, you know, that we've been delivering, I think, right? So that don't don't confuse that with cash on cash. So explain the difference between gross ROI and cash on cash, because that's the gross ROI term is really what you're using with STR Insights. And that's probably going to change some of the acronyms that are being thrown around in social media and in conversations. Right. So gross ROI is just simply what's the what's the estimated yearly gross revenue for that particular property for the year uh, divided by the uh, purchase price of the property. Um, and that gives us a gross ROI. Cash on cash, depending on what you have to do, the property and the furnishings is typically between 10 to 15% higher than the gross ROI. So when we say 15%, Gross ROI, we're looking at about a 25 to 30% cash on cash return. And that's kind of assuming a 20% down payment, correct? Yes, 20% down payment. I mean, if you put down 10%, you're going to get higher, but um, we just typically say, you know, 20% is a good, you know, estimator. So I buy a million dollar property. Um, I estimate doing $150,000 in revenue. That would equivalent to 15%. Exactly. Why? Now the cash on cash will be determined on down payment, how much cash you put in post close, um, you know what your interest rates are, um, a myriad of things. So nobody can really forecast your cash on cash return, and it's funny that everybody asks for that. Um, right. You know, a lot of us that use that benchmark and talk about it are probably a culprit, you know, for influencing that. But you have to determine your cash on cash by building out a true performance. And this is what you have to do. It's like if you. If you're looking to invest in a mountain property and you want to be in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, awesome. Find an equivalent property there to something like in, you know, I don't know, Asheville, Black Mountain, Banner Elk, Beach Mountain, Southern Devils, and run the numbers. 
And so there, there's one thing that like, I'm not saying that Gatlinburg is not investable. Some people are happy with 15% cash on cash. I'm not, I'm looking, this is a business for me, right? I can get 15% anywhere pretty much. You know, I'm looking to maximize my return. And I want to be very clear here on my non-lifestyle investments, right? So I have some lifestyle investments that I, I do a little bit less than 30% cash on cash. And that's a, a whole different motive of what I'm doing, but I've never ever had to make a mortgage payment out of my own pocket from day number one, I was able to cash flow from the very first month. And that's something that's really important to me, whether you're on the lifestyle side or if you're strictly on the investment side, Kenny talks a lot about that personal bias, right? Yeah. You, if you're going to strictly do a financially driven decision, you're going to be hard pressed to find a place in the Smokies today. That's going to compete with Western North Carolina. Then you throw a great agent like Tyler Kuhn and Sammy not reality on top of it. And you know, you kind of are building the team right off the bat. So I would say, and I have no dog in this fight, but I tell you, if you're looking to invest right now and you've been looking the old school way, but you're open to new markets and you kind of have a, either a regional or a national, you know, place to uh, be able to, you want to invest, then you either need to be an STR insights customer and it's cheap. It's less than 200 bucks a month to get the data. So that's the cool thing. And, and, I, and I'm not going to turn this into an STR insights sales pitch, but can each change the way? <laughs> That we're investing, if you're not just, you know, putting yourself in this geo box and you can get out of this area and look in a region or look in a country, look at the Southeast region, compare Florida, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, you know, South Carolina, all of these different places. And think about that region has so much opportunity, so much, right? But you used to have to identify a property or a specific market, then buy the data for it and then go look there. Now, Kenny's changed that. We can look at that entire market. We look at the entire freaking country and sort by gross ROI and then find a market based on one that's going to be the most profitable. That's the mindset shift that we need to have to get stop chasing these popular markets and what everybody says on Facebook and go find our own new markets. I mean, there's markets in Michigan that are doing 50%, 60%. I found a house at my couple's retreat for, there's a couple in Mobile that was at my couple's retreat and they've never gone down and looked in Gulfport. And I said, let me pull this up. Let's, we're sitting side by side of the counter, pull up her laptop. You go to Zillow. I'm going to go to SDR Insights. And I found about five bedroom, three and a half bath, literally with views of the ocean, tier two, you know how that whole Mississippi coast has a street that goes right, right. on the beach. Uh, for six hundred thirty-five thousand, was going to do about one sixty-five and seventy-five. Oh, yeah, that's great. Probably twenty percent, twenty-five percent cash on cash, no problem. Yeah, and they were they were looking to put ten percent down, so they they probably were going to be closer to twenty percent. But if you're putting ten percent down, you know that's okay. The problem is, is that now ten percent down five months ago would have yielded you on much probably two more points on the percentage as opposed to today because you know, your monthly payments going up. So you still have to perform everything. Now, just to finish that story, that house was not investable mm. because it's literally an RV park right now. It's more like in an industrial area in the <laughs> between it and the beach or in the process of being subdivided. Um, and you don't know what's going there. So I would probably stay away from it. But on paper, you know, that looks like a great investment. Hence the second part. I think the other problem with these markets, the traditional popular markets, Kenny, is a lot of the professionals have invested their sight unseen. 
and they haven't known what they've they've bought into. And I think it's those that bought in the Smokies with no view, you know, looking into a mountainside. Right. Or out proximity, they're 40, 30 minutes away, 20 minutes away from one of the, the four major areas of Dollywood and the three towns that are there. I think those are the ones that are going to be on fire sale, you know, potentially this fall as they get through the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, a lot of those investors, uh, once again, chasing the market, chasing, you know, returns from 2019 and 2020 and, you know, even into 2021 as well. And so, you know, I think that it's, I, yeah, you know, Bill, you mentioned this, but going back to the emotional preference side, like, you know, you do need to consider your emotional preferences. It's not all about the numbers. You need to be comfortable with the market you're investing in. If you're looking into a, if you want to invest in a beach market, that's fine. You know, you should probably expect less returns than say some of the other markets types, but that's fine. But with that being said, you know, just expect that don't, don't expect the answers, especially if you're using STR insights to be you know, Destin or Panama City Beach or, you know, Daytona Beach, but expect it to be other beaches that you may either not have heard of or as familiar with, say like a Palm Bay or Melbourne Beach or, you know, the Gulfport, Mississippi, or even, you know, Crystal Beach, Texas or Port Aransas and some of those areas. And so that, that's just part of the the strategy and updating your, your yeah, your methods of, of finding. So you just mentioned like Melbourne, Florida, right? Kind of, kind of yeah. that whole Cocoa Beach down to that Melbourne area. Are you buying or selling the Space Coast right now as a beach? As a beach? Me personally, I would be selling. I'm not really interested in those markets. If you're confident. Personally or based on the data? Both. Both. Because I have higher expectations. That's that's the thing too. If you're asking personally, then I'm not going to do it. But if you're like, I have to buy a beach property in Florida, then I'm like, well, you better be looking on the Space Coast. <laughs> right. You know, like that's the answer. If you got three and a half million to go down to, you know, Sanibel Island or someplace around Naples. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, what Kenny just said is he has higher expectations. I have higher expectations too. I'm going to give you one really quick pitch. If you don't know how to properly evaluate properties or you don't have the confidence in yourself, then you might want to go to BK Hot Picks. Uh, it's very inexpensive and have Kenny pick our, pick those properties for you. Yep. You get to determine your region or national. And every Tuesday and Thursday, we're delivering the Hot Picks, which is everything's above 15% gross ROI. Kenny, what, what are the, the, the two to three things that people that want to go into these markets, the, the Dustins, the Panhandles, the Orlandos, the, the Smokies, Broken Bows, the Palm Springs, what's your advice to them? And if they're, they're ready to go, they're sitting on cash, they got 1031 funds, whatever, um, let's put interest rates and inflation aside, but where, where and how do they look? So if you're, if you're looking, if you want to be in those popular markets, what you need to do the first thing I would recommend doing is looking for what are the top amenities? What are the top properties doing and why are they performing the way that they're performing? So you're going to need to spend some time. I mean, this isn't going to be a, a one hour. Oh, I figured it out. You're going to need to dive through each of the top property listings, which you can figure out with SDR Insights or other data tools out there as well, and figure out what they're doing that makes them stand out. And then asking yourself the question, one, can I replicate that? Or two, do I have the cash to replicate it? And three, do I want to put in the effort and the time to replicate that? And if the answer is yes, then that's probably what you need to do. The other thing I recommend doing too is just because it's a good market, it doesn't matter where it is. You need to know within each market, what are the sweet spots or the ideal locations to invest in? It's not just 
you know, this sounds like a no brainer. Like, for example, oh, I'm looking at a beach market. I should be on the beach. Well, duh. But every market is unique. And when you get away from like those, you know, no, I call them no duh markets and basically beach markets, but uh, you get into the mountains or the, uh, the rivers, the lakes, where should you be and what draws in people the most? Is it the views? Is it the proximity to a particular location? Is it, uh, you know, the uh, proximity to, you know, another city that might be the big popular destination? Um, or is it even a, you know, a, a, a draw to, uh, you know, for example, I, I'll give you examples. Um, LJ, Georgia, I like to use this one. Up in the North Georgia mountains near Blue Ridge, the majority of the top properties are on lakes, creeks, or rivers, or not lakes, sorry, creeks or rivers, not mountain views, which is abnormal for a mountain market. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to buy a uh, property in LJ or in the mountains. It needs to have a view. But the top. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. How does the average investor figure that out? I mean, it's really simple. And uh, I mean, I don't like you can go to almost every data tool, but look in SCR Insights, you can use our tool, you can go to our map view and you can look at the top performing properties by percentile. So I just searched by 90th percentile of revenue performance. And you can see where those individual properties are and how much they're making. And you can look, it's on a map. So you can see the geography and some markets they are grouped together or other markets they are spread out. And then you can click into the listings and see, you know, what makes that property stand out. But in LJ, they're all on the Laker Creek. And I mean, that's just by simply diving into it. Um, I've never been there before. And I actually was talking to someone about this and they said, you know, the reason why is because there's uh, like trout fishing. It's like a really popular destination for trout fishing. But if you look at the actual prices of properties there, the prices of properties with mountain views are priced higher than properties on the creeks or rivers, even though the properties on the creeks or rivers are doing better in revenue. If you're homesteading if, if the Blue Ridge Mountains right now, you've already paying close attention to what Kenny's advising yeah. you because you should probably be adjusting your pricing if you're in one of those two with paths. Exactly. And so, I, I mean, that that information right there, that takes a little bit of research and time in, uh, to understand the market. There, Guys, there's still opportunities. Don't, don't, you know, me saying I wouldn't invest in, you know, Kissimmee or Orlando or Destin or Gatlinburg doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad market and there's no opportunity. There's millions of people going there every single year. You're just going to have to get creative. Times there's better opportunity if there's no bias associated, right? Exactly. Uh, the other thing I would say when you when you see people say Blue Ridge is dead or they they say that they own in Blue Ridge and they're they're complaining, not complaining, maybe they're just saying that you know it's it's slowed down. Ask them two things. Really, one, how are you targeting the largest market, meaning Atlanta, Georgia, to draw people in, right? Because most of those people are probably just one just sitting there waiting on Airbnb and Verbo. They're not using social media marketing. They're not using Facebook ads. They're not using buy, sell, trade group strategies. They're not marketing, you know, to that market um, where I would probably be putting 90% of my effort into off-platform marketing just to draw out of Atlanta uh, if I owned in the North Georgia mountains right now. You can turn that around. You're just going to have to work harder. Yeah. Right? So the other thing that Kenny's talking about is, you know, really in the North Georgia mountains, you got to be on creek. You got to be on river. Um, a lot of people buy on lakes and understand that we, when we talk about these different geographical areas, the rule like at a lake, I believe the worst place we can invest is not on the lake. So like you can have a, a view, but if you're not literally lakefront, no dock, no access, that's going to be a really hard sell when you're trying to market, right? 
So, but a lot of people will take that same methodology and go to the beach and say, I can't buy tier two. I can only be on the beach. I'm telling you over the last six to seven years that I've been in this business, tier two has been the best place to invest. You're not paying beachfront prices. And if you have a view and you market well, you can literally, it's not like they're doing twice as much. You should be able to get within like 75% if you have a great property. Um, I've got a property right now that's outperforming beachfront because I have a view. There's no houses in front of us and I market it as almost beachfront. Those are the things that Kenny's talking about when it's looking at the amenities and comparing apples to oranges. It's not, it is hot tub, it is coffee bar, all that other crap, but that's part of it, right? Proximity, views, what do you have to hang your hat on that's marketable that nobody else has? So that's like one of the first things that I look at when I go to a property, regardless of market, but what is the one thing that's going to be my anchor from a marketing standpoint? What's that one thing? So like I decided not to go to the Smoky Mountains when I wanted a mountain property for the same reason I did not invest in Destin. There's too many good hosts that are there. I'm a great host and my number one skill set is to stay away from the good host. I'm going to go where they are not, right? Kenny went to Watkins Glen. He talked about it in episode number one. You want to find out how you can spend 350,000 bucks, get a seven bedroom, seven bath, turn it into a five bedroom and they'll generate $120,000 a year in revenue. Go watch episode number one. The expert did it from SDR Insights. I'm doing it right now in middle America. Going to get 54, 55% cash on cash return, but it's not a million dollar property. And it's not a market that anybody has ever mentioned. I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide every time we talk about it. I know the market. I'm trying to decide whether you're like, borderline like embarrassed to say the name or you just don't want to share with others i'm not it's like we said in, in about <laughs> the as soon as i say it publicly that's true people yeah. will swarm in. i've got two properties under contract i got to get four more like literally four more properties under contract then we'll mention it right if there's too much opportunity i got to get my money i'm the one that did all the the freaking hard work me and my two partners right so we got to go down there and take advantage first because I don't want the prices to go up by 10 or 15 or 20%. We're it, getting 1990 pricing right now, Kenny. Yeah. And we even put this, some of the, so one of the properties that they have, under, I think they have it under contract. We put it in building Kenny's hot pick. We had sat uh, there for 30 days. So it was yep. a building Kenny's hot pick, 475, <laughs> 54% cash on cash. Um, if you put 20% down, right. And literally it's out there. We even did a live broadcast to show people the property. Yeah. Under the lovely ladies, I love you, Lisa, that was in my couple's retreat. I showed it to her. I said, I've got this under contract because that's a property I wanted her to buy. But it was her biased, right? You know, Kenny put her into snowshoe and a much nicer, bigger property, which for them is perfect because there's some, some personal bias to that, right? She's like, dude, I just wasn't ready for that type of a project. Projects is where you make money. Exactly. Buying turnkey properties is not where you make money by any means. I'm the shit, my property in Banner Elk was turnkey to 99.9% investors. I put $69,000 into it to take it to the next level. If I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to stay close to that $300,000 in forecasted revenue. You know, that I anticipated when I bought the house, the the forecasted revenues come down like 20% since I closed on it. So I'm gonna have to work my ass off. I'm targeting Charlotte, Knoxville, Johnson City with Facebook ads, Raleigh, all these things to get people to come to my property and showcase the amenities and the outdoor activities 
much better than what people are doing in Gatlinburg because they just got this free ride, you know, for years. Essentially, everybody's doing 90% occupancy in the Smokies for doing nothing. But now I've got to work my ass off to be able to do it. So I think that hopefully you guys have got a tremendous amount of insight from Kenny uh, on this. You know, it's it's your Gulf Shores to your Destin. It's your Western North Carolina uh, to the Smokies. If you're going into Western North Carolina, make sure you look up Tyler Coon at Savvy.Realty. He's the goat in that market. He's got both mine and Kenny's seal of approval uh, on that. You know, look at middle America. Look at places. Turn over those rocks in places that other people are not looking. The easiest place to do that for you is going to be STR Insights. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Really appreciate you. Connect. You can connect with Kenny at STRinsights.com. You can jump into my free Facebook group, join 22,000 people, uh, hosts just like yourself that are in the same journey trying to build wealth and build short-term rental wealth. Uh, on Facebook. We'll see you guys on episode number three. See ya. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.